0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to confidence coach, podcaster, and manifester, Maddie Maple. Are you sick of just going through the motions of your day, week, and your life? Are you ready to seriously up-level your confidence, your purpose, and live your passion? You're in luck because you get to hear the best confidence manifestor today and help you walk through your fears and live the life you used to dream about.
1: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Maddie. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am already just like so lit up by the energy. I'm so excited and yeah, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I was like, oh, two
0: confidence manifestors. This is going to be so fun. I always say it's uh, finance and romance. Those are the things that give us the most growth. They're the hardest to go through in researching you and everything. It's, it was romance for you that put you through the ringer and got you ultimately to where you are today, which is amazing. And everyone has to look at your website. I love your website. So oh, you. you want to talk about like, what happened to you that ultimately led you to so many aha moments.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will get into the nitty gritty of my whole story. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Hi guys, I'm Maddie Maple and um, I currently live in Salt Lake City. I moved away for a little bit. I did some traveling. I lived in LA, um, but I just moved back here and it's actually my hometown. So I grew up here in Utah. I said I would never move back. Like when I moved to LA, I was like, you know, F Utah, get me out of here. Like, I I will never move back. I just bash on it. So I just like didn't have the greatest experience here. It's quite funny that I'm back in Utah and I can get to that later. But yeah, I, I didn't love Utah. And the reason being is if you're familiar with Utah and the culture, you might know that the Mormon religion is very prevalent here. Like I would say where I grew up, which is like a little bit north of Salt Lake City, in like the suburbs, I would say like 80 to 90% of families are Mormon as well as my family. So I grew up Mormon until I was about, I didn't leave the church until I was like 19, honestly, which is so crazy. I grew up my whole life in in the church and this is a no tea, no shade to the church. But for me personally, I had this experience where I was very much put in this box And you're also in a community where everyone else is in that box. So if you're not in the box, like it's a little bit intense, like people are judging you, people are knocking on your door, asking like, what's wrong with you if you don't show up to church? I got a lot of, you know, just judgment and criticism in school and then judgment and criticism from my parents. And it was just pretty much like this cloud of guilt. Like I just felt guilt all the time for being who I was. Cause I started growing up and it was like, everything that I enjoyed was wrong. And it wasn't even like me trying to be rebellious. Like I started drinking coffee and I loved coffee. I just loved it. It was like, these things were almost like a part of my soul. Like I just loved having my morning coffee. If you drink coffee, you cannot be with your family forever in heaven. So I, you know, I'm just with this guilt I started really enjoying rap music. I started liking fashion styles that were maybe a little bit um, like risque and I wanted like a nose piercing and like all of these things. And it really never felt like me rebelling. It felt like these authentic parts of my being and my expression of just things that I really liked to enjoy as a human. Yeah, and then when you're just told over and over like that's wrong and everyone's looking at you and judging you, you know, I experience the guilt. And then you also really lose yourself and I feel like, you know, the one thing I say about confidence, like when it comes to confidence in who you are, you can't love yourself if you're not being yourself. I was always hiding parts of myself. Lauren, I literally hated myself. Like it was, it wasn't even like, oh, I struggled with self-love. Like I I went through the depths of like self-hatred, um, which then yes, turned into like a very toxic relationship. And I just had no idea who I was who I thought that I was was someone that I hated. And yeah, I just, I just went through this really like deep, dark experience of like confidence was not even in my vocabulary. I was like crumbling. And then there was a couple of pivotal points for me. So one of the pivotal points was the breakup that I went through because I'm sure everyone listening has experienced this in one way or another. You kind of merge your life with this person. And then when you don't have them, you're like, who am I? Literally. I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't have friends. I don't like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm alone. Like I literally don't know even like, do I have interests? I don't know because all, my only interest was being with this person. So that set me on a journey and I ended up getting kicked out of my house. And so then I was like, really alone. I was like, okay, I moved out. And then the most pivotal part of my journey was Finding festivals and like the EDM community. And I know a lot of people might see like raves, right? It's like raves and festivals. They see it as like everyone just goes and listens to beep boop music and there's lasers and people would like get fucked up. And for me, that just was not my experience. Like, you know, of course, I like to party and have fun and and stuff like that. But when I first found this community of just like festivals, I literally walked in to my first festival and sobbed immediately. I felt what I was told I was supposed to feel in the church, like at a rave, which I know guys, it sounds crazy, but this is like, so my truth. And here's why, here's why I felt this way. And it was so emotionally overwhelming. I could literally feel the energy. This was the first space I had ever been in where I would not be judged And I could 100% be myself. And I walked in and that was honestly the start of my life. Like genuinely, that was the start of my life. It almost makes me emotional because it gave me the space to be who I am and find, find who I was. I could do my hair however I wanted. I could, you know, dress however I wanted. I could like, I could literally do whatever with no judgment and not even just no judgment of pure love. I was loved for exactly who I was. And that was life-changing for me because once I had a space where I was able to be who I truly was and create who I wanted to be, then you can fully fall in love with yourself. And then my path kind of spirals from there of, like I said, I moved to LA. I started working in entrepreneurship, started my own business. And it's just kind of been this like snowball, but that's kind of the yeah. I think the important parts of my, like my confidence journey. Yeah.
0: You were raised very repressed. I didn't know nose piercing isn't allowed.
1: Um, oh, oh, LDS either. Like anyway, nothing, nothing yeah. is allowed pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't even have tea. Anywhere. That part yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. We won't get into that part of it. So wait, why did you move back? <laughs> I went to LA, started my business and I just, I, I'm sorry. I hated LA. I, it was fun for the first couple of years. Cause I was like out of Utah and like, it was warm in the beach. And like, I was working as a personal assistant for a fashion designer. So I was like very like, you know, I was in Venice beach and like working and networking. And it was so fun. Then when I started my business, I became kind of like a homebody and I just started getting the craziest anxiety. Like I just felt, yeah, I just felt icky there. So I was also in a relationship. I got invited to Costa Rica for a retreat and I had already kind of just not been happy. And so instead of just going on the retreat, I actually broke off my engagement and sold everything that I owned and packed one suitcase and took a one-way to Costa Rica. You're not
0: the only one that's done that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was probably the craziest thing I've ever done in my life, but I was, I just left. And yeah, I traveled for a year And then I just realized that the digital nomad life just like really isn't for me. Like I really needed some grounding and I was having like some health issues and, you know, I just really wanted to like ground. And I had been through like just that whole year was kind of traumatic. I just needed a place to like hibernate and heal and work on my physical health. And yeah, my family's here. And I was just like, I was like, I can't believe this, but I think I want to move to Utah. All of my friends were like, you're joking this is like an April fool's joke. I'm like, no, I'm going to move to Utah, but I'm in like a little bit South, like in the city, which is much better now, but I love my family. So. No,
0: it's important. It's really, really important that we're not alone. Because yeah, exactly. Since the pandemic, I am I and I talk about community so, so much. I'm alone so much. I'm yeah. in L.A. I work from home now. And anytime anybody wants to see me, I'm like, we'll go walk. We have to go for a hike. We have to get together. We have to be
1: outside. And yes. it's I see anyway. So it's really, really important. Exactly. I've never felt so grounded right now. I've got my support system. I've got my people that I love. I've just, yeah, I just feel so grounded. And that's so important. You know, speaking of confidence and getting out of your comfort zone and being your best self, like you have to feel safe and grounded for your body to, you know, I, I was getting all types of like, um, physical symptoms of not being grounded. And like, you just need, your people and your it's so
0: important i just i told you before we started i just got back into the country yeah back here back to la and when i was out of the country i was walking five to 20 miles a day Mm -hmm. i was safe it was easy and i'm back in la and i went on a hike first thing and i there was nobody on the trails and i was with another girlfriend and there was a creepy guy on a rock and i was like turn around and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I have to take a safety class or some kind of self-defense. I'm little.
1: And yeah. I'm just, it's not, it's not ideal. <laughs> you know, what's so funny about that? I love that you bring that up because, so I host retreats in Costa Rica and a lot of the girls, they get so nervous. They're like, is it oh, safe? Like, yeah, there's, Costa there's Rica's so weird. Great. oh my gosh. And I tell these girls, I'm like, we are brainwashed. We are actually yeah. brainwashed to think that like. I would never walk around at night alone around my apartment here in, in Utah, in Costa Rica. Oh, I'm walking through the jungle. It's 2 a.m. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm safe, but that's an exaggeration. But other countries, I feel safer in Mexico than I do in the United States. I will just say that. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't speak for Mexico, but in certain in, parts, in certain parts. I was like
0: Is- I was in Israel, which yeah. I was like shocked. It's not with the news to fix Uh
1: at all. I was so sad. That's what I'm saying. It was
0: insane.
1: We're so so brainwashed. Oh my gosh. Like I'm scared to get in Ubers here. But if, you know, I land in Cancun, I get a taxi to to Tulum, I'm literally not afraid at all. Like I'm, because they're, they're just doing their job. They want to make money. People in in the States are a little more mentally ill, I think. So anyway. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So. (laughs) Okay. So you help people break free from limiting beliefs. Yes. And I have so many tools for people to walk through their fears because it's all in their head. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And here you are, you've broken, you're an example of breaking free from limiting beliefs, Utah, <laughs> yeah, because there's your peeps and we can be and do whatever we want in this life, you know, as long as we want to, and you're helping others. So I feel like service is such a big part of it. You're a living example of the two things we need most in our, in this life, community and service and Mm. being full of
1: love, which you are obviously. So
0: how do you help other people break free from
1: their limiting beliefs? Yeah. 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 Let's get into it. So when I talk about confidence, there's like these four different pillars, right? There's the beliefs, there's authenticity, which I kind of talked about that in my story, right? You can't love yourself if you're not being yourself. There's authenticity, there's action. So like action is everything, but right, you can't have fear and doubt um if you're in action. Um, and the last one is trust, right? Trust in yourself and trust in um the universe, honestly, and the and the bigger vision. So when we're talking about beliefs and limiting beliefs, yeah, I have like a little bit of a, a different approach. If you know anything about the archetypes, I'm very much the hero archetype like i'm i'm an aries i'm a scorpio i'm pretty in my masculine like i'm just very fiery right and so my philosophy with beliefs there's two parts of it right so actually i'll start with this first so let's talk about how to actually work through the belief and then i'll talk about kind of my fiery approach and a little bit of guidance around the belief work so first off when i work with beliefs with my clients the First thing is just realizing that all beliefs are fake. Like all thoughts are perceptions. Everything is completely neutral. And humans have created all these different perceptions and thoughts and beliefs, right? Um, And even things that feel like facts, they're still beliefs, but they're just beliefs that we all agree upon, right? Because everything is just completely neutral. And when you can really land into that concept, I think that's when you can actually start to shift your beliefs because you can really just look at a belief and you take your power back from it because you just realize it's just, it's literally just like a made up thing. You can believe whatever the fuck you want. Even the ones again, that feel very, very true. So the reason beliefs feel very, very true and why beliefs might even manifest in your life and show themselves to be true is because, right? We we are always finding evidence to support our beliefs. And guys, I I love affirmations. I love them. But I think there's a missing piece to affirmations and the missing piece is this evidence piece. So when we obtain a belief that like, you know, I'm not good enough, we live our life through a filter where we are constantly gaining evidence to support that belief. So, you know, you do something and you don't you don't live up to, you know, what you thought you were going to. All right. Boom. That's like you can put like a little tally mark under I'm not good enough. And then you keep going through life and here's another experience and this person rejected you and you just keep adding up these tally marks of like, see, here's 50 reasons why I'm not good enough. But the thing is, there's also a lot of evidence to prove that you were good enough. You just didn't see it because you were living through this filter. So when we start shifting our beliefs and you start deciding, okay, you know, I don't want to believe this anymore. I want to believe this other thing. All right, write your affirmations. Like I'm all for it, write your affirmations. but. When you write your affirmations, also write evidence that supports those new affirmations. So if you're trying to shift into, I am good enough. Okay. In your journal, write, I am good enough. And or then say, I am great. How about, I am great. Mm-hmm. Or I am great. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, whatever language you you want to use. Um, we can even use, you know, I like money is scarce, right? That's a great one. All right. I believe money is scarce. And then just ask, all right, I want to believe... Like there is money in the world. I do have access money to money. flows
0: easily and effortlessly to me. Continuously, yep. easily and effortlessly to me.
1: Yep, yeah, whatever language you want to use. And then, but then you ask, okay, why? What proves this to be true? And then you have to start shifting your, your filter, right? Because a lot of people, they'll write down, um, you know, I deserve, like there's a man out there that's going to treat me right. And he's on his way to me. And then they go out into their life And they're literally just seeing all these shitty men. And they're like, he sucks and he sucks. And he just cheated on my friend. And look at this guy. All right. Well, you just wrote 10 times in your journal. I believe there's a good guy. You know, there's good men out there. And then you're just picking, you're looking at just all the men that suck. So shift the filter and start finding the men that don't suck, right? Start Uh adding on that evidence and be like, oh, well, you know what? aunt Kelly, her husband's really sweet to her. And, oh, I just saw this TikTok video of this guy that did this really kind thing for his wife. And, and you start building the evidence for your new belief. And when you have enough evidence to support the new belief, that new belief will outweigh the past belief. Right. But it is about, you know, it's not just about just saying it and just being Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. It's about actually going into your life and intentionally building up the case for that belief and saying, okay, why am I great? Okay, well, here's a reason, and here's a reason, and let me go throughout my day, and, you know, really, really like, you know, support that belief, just like I supported my old belief. It's
0: like so, when you want that certain type of car, and suddenly they appear everywhere, and you start seeing them everywhere. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. It's also whatever you tell yourself, you're right.
1: Oh yeah, I lived through my filter of the, the filter of I suck all my teenage years. Here's a great example. Like, imagine you go into a party. And you walk in and you believe that you are annoying and like, no one really likes you. Right. I felt that as a teenager, I was like, no one really wants to hang out with me. Like I'm annoying or I'm weird or whatever. And you walk in and as soon as you walk in, you see someone in the corner, roll their eyes and immediately you're like, oh my God, they just saw me and they're, they're annoyed that I'm here. They're probably like, who invited her? And I add that to my, my evidence box. I'm like, see, I'm like, guys, see, I am annoying. When really he was rolling his eyes to something fucking different. Somebody was talking to had nothing to do with you. It's the whole like, exactly. Yeah. And then imagine you walk in and you're like, I love myself. Everyone's obsessed with me. You could walk in and see someone like literally light up when you walk in the room, but it was like, they saw someone behind you. Right. And you see it and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. They're so happy. I'm here. Like everyone loves me. You add that to the evidence. Yeah. Dude,
0: everything's neutral. And
1: you just, so before you walk you in, see. do your
0: superwoman pose, put your hands on your waist and it just does something to endorphins in your
1: brain too. Totally. So, oh my God. Yeah. Posture is so huge. Yeah. So, so huge. Yeah. So that's kind of my process with with beliefs and my take on like the actual work of moving through it. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of me what I was saying about me being a little bit fiery and a little bit of like this hero, just do it. Archetype is hard. So there's a time and a place to work through the limiting belief. There's a time and a place to journal about it and really like, see, where did it come from? And you know, this this, isn't that other times you guys, you just need to hear the thought and just say, just shut the fuck up. Honestly, just you hear it. You hear your, cause it's not you, right? Your brain hey, is Thanks like, for sharing it. Just go. Yeah. Your brain is like, I'm not good enough. And you just say to your brain, hi brain. Like, that's so interesting. You think that, but like, I just, I'm not going to listen to that today. It's all, it's the whole, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You can still go after your dreams with self-doubt. You can still go after your dreams with yeah. imposter syndrome, with fear. And you should, you should walk, walk with it. Right. Cause it's, it's not about necessarily getting rid of the negative thoughts. I believe that confidence is a choice. Truly. Yes. Oh, it's a- yeah. Dude. Yesterday I was like having a like human a human
0: condition. Yeah. I'll go through it. Anytime you do anything new, it's going to rear its head at some
1: point. Yeah. like Who do you think you are doing X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Exactly. It's about what you do with that thought that creates the confidence. Truly. It's not about not having the thoughts about what you do with it. Like, you know, yesterday I was, I don't know why I was like, I've been doing this work for seven, eight years. And I was like looking in the mirror and I was like, Oh my God, I look so ugly. Like why? And I yeah. just stopped. And I'm like, that's dumb. Like I no, I'm, I'm just not going to feed into that today. I just chose. Nope. That's just not what I'm going to give power to that. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. And then I did. I told you I went live yesterday and I was watching it just to make sure it came out okay because I was having tech issues early. Yeah. And I was like, my eyes look closed. Why do my eyes look closed? And yeah. I just kept going. I didn't look at it anymore like that. Like, I don't care. It's not, like,
1: whatever. Keep going.
0: Exactly. You know, like it just, whatever.
1: Exactly. It's like sometimes it's just like the power we give to the thoughts, right? Everyone has negative thoughts. You just sometimes have to just brush it off. And I don't mean to like, spiritually bypass at all and say you know like oh your feelings are stupid or your thoughts are stupid but also
0: sometimes the thoughts
1: thoughts you have to
0: let go the feelings you have
1: to feel if you don't feel your
0: feelings it's going to come out some other place and like it just is bad you have to feel your feelings i've learned that later i Mm -hmm. wish i knew that way back when but Anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, because they have a le- the lifespan. I, I've interviewed enough people to know I had no idea. They just pass and they'll pass through your body and everything else. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they last forever. So I didn't want to feel them, but I've learned, no, just feel your feelings and
1: move through it and Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's why I love crying. I just like, oh, I love crying. It's like the best emotional release. Like just feel it. Uh, it's just so it. good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So healthy. Okay. So wait, you said on
0: authenticity, I wrote a note because I didn't want to forget how to be yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: many people just don't even know how to do that. And, and I want to get to this because you have a good social media presence. They have all these filters now, I have no idea who it was. They're like, there's a filter where you can make your face the perfect shape and you can do this and that. How can you ever go out from Mm -hmm. behind a screen if you've done all those things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you understand the question?
1: Yeah, totally. That's not authentic. I agree and I disagree. So there are some filters that I totally agree are taking it way too far where, yeah, you know, and, and those people that are using those filters are going to learn very quickly that it's not good for their mental health because they are afraid to, you know, go out in person and meet people. And, you know, even if they're dating online, like, oh my gosh, they're gonna learn very quickly, like stop using the filters because you're going to be in a catfish situation and it's not good. On the other hand, part of me does love the filters because certain ones, right? If it changes your face, like so, so, so much, it's like, okay, that it, it can be dangerous. But I love the filters. I love things that smooth out my skin a little bit, give me some eyelashes, give me some pink oh, sparkles. Yeah. Okay.
0: Look, I, yeah, yeah, I don't
1: mind the like the tone ones. Yeah. Know,
0: and stuff
1: like that. You never have to wear makeup again to go online. Exactly. And I think there's this like empowering thing of like, you know, I think our little like avatar we have, you know, like this yeah. little body that we have on this planet. It's such um, an art form. Like it's so fun to like create this kind of avatar and like y- who you want to like present yourself as. Like even, you know, plastic surgery. I always tell my girls in my program when we talk about body image, I'm like, I love Juvederm. I love it. I get my lips done twice a year. I've gotten Botox. I love eyelash extensions. I love hair extensions, I- all of it. I love it because it's not me trying to hide it's I'm not like um, embarrassed of my natural features or hiding anything. I just think it's really fun. Like I like to create and be expressive in that way. So I think with the right intention, being super filtered and editing your photos and getting different like plastic surgery, as long as it's with the intention of creation and fun and it's almost like this. Art form, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As 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 long is, I love it. You're not taking yeah. away your authentic self. Yeah, exactly. Because filters can be authentic, like it might be authentic to you to always be like super filtered and have things look perfect. Like that might be authentic, right? And I think like a big misconception too with authenticity is like people think being authentic means you need to be really like bold or like outspoken in a sense, like have like a very unique style. Authenticity to you could literally be wearing the same black t-shirt every single day. And that's just what feels like you. So it doesn't have to be
0: easy. Yeah, easier,
1: yeah. authenticity doesn't look any different way it it feels a certain way
0: i think it's being vulnerable being your true self Mm -hmm. Um, it's how to get people to actually do that is i'm not i i just wonder because you you then went on to trust Mm -hmm. how to trust like the process to be yourself how
1: do you get people to do that Mm -hmm. yeah i think when it comes to trusting and being yourself again We can really look to that evidence piece of like, uh, for example, so I had a girl come on my retreat and the ones I do in San Diego. And she was like, so afraid of kind of like being herself and being her full self. She came on my retreat and she was in this, you know, space where she could be herself. And we all loved her. Like, oh my God, we were just like dying over her. She was just being so herself and real. And like, we were just all being silly. And we just, yeah, we loved her. I mean, we loved each other, all of us there. Yeah. And then one of the things she said after that retreat was like, I will take that with me. And like, remember, it's a piece of evidence, right? That I was 100% being myself and you guys loved me. And since I know that that is possible, that is something you can't take away. And so I feel like my biggest advice and, and trusting is to, you know, even take that story for evidence of your own, be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if she was herself and people loved her, let me just try it. Let me experiment. You don't even need to trust first, just experiment and see. And I just, I highly recommend, you know, going back to my story about festivals and finally having that space where I could really create myself. If I could give any recommendation to anyone that's struggling to be themselves, take inventory of your life and limit anything that doesn't make you feel like yourself and start creating spaces where you can be yourself. If you have a friend that comments on how you look, what you dress, what you do, limit your time with them. If you have a friend that totally loves, like supports you just being exactly who you are, hang out with them more. If you are in a job that, you know, limits your expression, like that's something to think about. Literally just start moving into places where you can be yourself. I don't think it's hard to be yourself. I think that we're in places that make it hard. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. So how do you help people know what their
1: superpower is? Mhm yeah superpowers so when it comes to to that i mean one of my biggest teachings is accept who you are not and amplify who you are and i think that people's superpowers are usually right in front of their face right it's yeah. really yeah. not that hard to find yeah. sometimes it's just realizing that it doesn't need to look a certain way you know some people's superpower is being like the best social media content creation person. And so it gets them millions of followers and all of these likes and all of this praise and all of this money, right? That might be their superpower. And it looks very glamorous. And so people look at that and be like, well, I have nothing. Like, what do I have? Your superpower could just be kindness. And we need to take take away this ego-filled perspective that our superpowers should be huge and glamorous like whatever is your strength big or small that you've always had within you like that I think we don't see our superpower because we think it should look a different way if that makes sense yeah totally makes sense so yeah. when people ask you what you do what do you tell them oh my gosh <laughs> like career-wise it's changed a lot I used to say coach like oh I'm a life coach now I would say I'm I'm a retreat host and more of an experience creator and I'm a business consultant as well. So I would say, I would say retreat host and business consultant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you have so many different programs that you offer.
1: Oh my gosh. I do so many things. I, yeah. Sometimes I just say I'm in the personal development industry because That's I pretty good. much, yeah. I pretty much do everything in the personal development industry. So, yeah. yeah. So, what's the hardest challenge that you've overcome and how'd you do it? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of something different than what I've already said. Cause I I would say like that self-hatred I went through and, and coming out of that was definitely it. I think one of the hardest things I've overcome is like recently is like a little bit of like guilt and feeling like wrong, like feeling bad or feeling wrong or feeling like, you know, oh, I'm not making the right decisions or whatever and being able to like really find my power again. And it really has been what we were talking about, just like shutting it down. You know, even like with with my breakup and things like I was always just like, oh, my gosh, like, did I make a mistake? Like, I didn't trust myself. And I felt all this guilt for like, I don't know, just who I was and choosing myself and all these things. And I had to just like keep bringing myself back into my power. And I feel like that's been one of the most challenging things for me. Like, I I thought that I had found my power and like went through my whole confidence journey. And then life was like, no, we're going to put you into this whirlwind of confusion and like it, guilt for like not even doing anything wrong i just felt like not i just wasn't in my power and yeah bringing myself into power and consistently every day being like no i trust myself i trust my decisions i believe in myself like i know what's best for me like that has been such a an amazing journey for me i wouldn't say that was the most difficult but something different than i've already shared yeah
0: no, I I understand. Yeah, you know, think, okay, I've been through it. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. But, which I, I mean, I went through it 30 years ago, but then I went through it and I was like, nothing would ever have been that hard again. But then I I've been, no, life. Yeah. It's it's life, you
1: know. Like, yeah, yeah um, definitely it's, not linear. Yeah. yeah
0: no, it's it just is. And uh you just go through it. But so do you have a message I hope you want to give?
1: Yes, absolutely. My message of hope is like, truly, if you can truly, truly believe that things can change. Like they can change. We often feel so stuck. And there's been like so many times in my life where I thought like, oh, I'm going to be like this forever. I'm going to struggle with this forever. Like I get stuck in this, like, oh, it's always going to be like this. It's never going to change trust me, things can change. Things can change in an instant. Like you never know when something can just happen to you or you meet the right person or you find the right thing or you listen to the right podcast. Or like my message would just be to live every life with this openness of like anything could present itself to me today and it could completely change my life. And I'm never stuck in any situation. Yeah. That would be my message of hope. Yeah, it's so
0: true. I mean, I have a friend that within no time, she met her soulmate. I mean, truly, they've been together, they have three kids, but she met her soulmate, was married, they bought a home and she was pregnant Mm. within such a short span of time. (laughs) It was nuts.
1: And they're still together. They have three kids. I mean, it's been 20 years. I, I don't even know how long. I had a friend that was doing a podcast for almost two years and it barely like it didn't really go anywhere. She didn't have any listeners. She showed up every single week for two years. And then she had a TikTok blow up and she just surpassed a million downloads on her podcast. Just from right. Just like yeah. a couple TikToks like blew up, completely changed the course of her life and her mission and what she's creating. And you never know. You literally yeah. never know when you could walk around the corner and your life can change. So Yeah. Yeah, Anything, um, just from showing up each day
0: and you can manifest anything. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, this was so fun. Um, is there anything else I should have asked you that will be done and you'll be like,
1: Lauren didn't ask me this. No, I feel actually really good about everything we shared. I feel like we covered a lot and I hope everyone listening got at least, you know, something they can take with them. Yeah, no, I feel good. Yeah. This was so great. And
0: we'll have links to Maddie's website and everything else. Thank you so much for being a
1: guest today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. And yeah, everyone have a beautiful day. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode
0: and take with you Maddie's messages of being true to yourself, authenticity, and gratitude. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week for a special episode on the five biggest lessons for burnt out, overworked, type A, overachieving moms. This episode, it's so great. You learn how to fill yourself with joy again, how to laugh, enjoy your relationships, feel fulfilled, and just be happy. It's a great episode. I know you'll love that. That's next week. If your inner critic's going nonstop, if you're feeling burnt out and jealous of what other people are doing and you wish you were doing it, you can go to the website to sign up for this free confidence and clarity boost session. They're about 15 or 20 minutes, and it lets you help notice your negative self talk, stop the backward slide, and get clarity on your dreams and how to be ready and know how to take that leap into what it is that you really want to do. So just go to the website at 52 com to sign up for your free confidence and clarity boost session. This episode has been sponsored by Magic Mind. Magic Mind's the world's first productivity drink. I've been drinking it every morning for the last few months and I love it. I feel totally focused in the mornings, actually all day and my recall is better. It's completely natural and it's easy. I love easy. It comes in these really, they mail them to you, It's little bottles, I just drink it every morning. You don't have to mix anything, you don't have to run to the store. And I am definitely more productive, more focused and more creative. At first I thought it was a placebo effect because I noticed the difference. And then I didn't take it when I was visiting my daughter in Chicago or when I traveled, and I definitely noticed the difference. So I just can't speak highly enough for this. This is why I finally let a product sponsor the show. It's got nootropics, apogens. The ingredients are all natural. You don't have to worry about what you're putting in your body. So Magic Mind, this stuff really works. It's great. And um, so they're sponsoring the podcast. You've got a 50% off your subscription in the next 10 days with my code, HopeLauren. So you just go to magicmind.co backslash hope Lauren. There's a link in the show notes just below the description, but it's magicmind backslash co.com. Hope Lauren is uh, the code for 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.